According to Netflix, rom-coms are on the rise. Also, our reviews of Boy Erased, Crazy Rich Asians, and Bad Times at the El Royale. All this and more on this upcoming Attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. Zoheb, how you doing, man? I'm good, Matt. How you doing, man? I'm What's good. Up, We've got a rainy and stormy night. I'm, I'm, my dogs are petrified. I'm, <laughs> but I think it's fucking perfect since we're doing a midnight spooky feature this month and with Halloween just around the corner. Yeah, man, for sure. It's uh. Oh wait, it's it's fucking wet out there. I hope the listeners heard that. It just fucking. I just heard thunder. Um, this is probably gonna fuck up, but I love it. Uh, uh- all right, Trisha Takanaga, Takanaga, Takanawa. What's the chick's name from Family Guy? Uh, uh, now reporting live to Asian reporter Trisha Takanawa. Thank you, Tom. Tom I'm and- standing here. <laughs> She's great. My, my favorite in front I, of Kohog. My favorite throw to newscaster joke of all time, though, is definitely South Park, where it's like. Live at the story is a midget in bikini. And then like, and then he just like says something. He's like, thanks, midget. Shocking report. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's from the movie. I'm I'm not sure where it's from. It's from one of the South Parks. Anyways. Um, um, Yeah, this is this. It's it's good to be good to be back. Um, We are. This is our first upcoming attractions episode after Get Out. Um, Dude, that Get Out episode was so good. Um, Like, again, thanks again to Matt Anderson from. LSJ Media for jumping in for that one. That was that was a blast. It was really, really funny. And dude, I found out so much more about Get Out than I actually thought I did. Like, um, between Colin, Colin, uh, and Matt, like those those two are fucking freaks when it comes to like movies and interpretation. Man, like it's so good. <laughs> nah, that's great. Um, that's a great episode. If you haven't seen, uh, heard it, definitely check it out. Um, shouts to all the LSG fans for for. That are, that are new to the podcast too and checking it out. And to anyone else who's new and checking out the podcast. Um, for those who don't know, our feature presentations are where we break down a movie and goes on for ages. And these upcoming attractions <laughs> are like where Zoheb and I, um, we sort of just go over the news and we give our little reviews, little mini reviews um, for films that are currently in the theater. Um, if you're new to us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify iTunes, wherever the fuck you want. And if you want to hang out with us and have a little bit of extra fun, we have our own little private um, community group on Facebook called The After Party, where we post memes and we have all sorts of funaroony. Uh, have I missed anything it, there in the social? It may not. It it may it may or may not be a cult, but um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're yeah we're we're pretty much everywhere. Instagram uh, that's at midnight double feature, uh, Twitter at MDF Pod, um, and obviously the two Facebook pages. Cool. Um, so let's 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 jump into this bitch. Um, I'm just gonna lay out some shit for you, and you just you just tell me your reactions, or if you don't even have one, we can just move on. But um, you're gonna lay out some shit. All right. Yeah. Well, here's one that I stumbled upon that has swept under the radar for me that that uh, caught my attention. Um, the musical Cats is getting a movie adaptation starring 
Taylor Swift, and they just announced Idris Elba. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is, also, is that how you pronounce his name? Is it Idris Elba? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like- Dude. Hang on. Uh, What's going on here? This, like, is, this is like- <laughs> Idris Elba's fucking killing it these days, by the way. He um, that, that guy. Is. But um, he, he's he's never he's never like bad to watch. Um, I'm just looking at this now. Jennifer Hudson, Taylor Swift, James Corden, and fucking Ian McKellen have been cast in in the in the thing. Like yeah. Jesus Christ! And do you know who's directing it? Actually, I don't. Dude, Tom Hooper, the guy who directed The King's Speech, like Os- an Oscar winner. Like- yeah, it <laughs> sounds like an Oscar-y film. What? Like, like like they like they want to they want it to be. Um. That's fucking wild. Also, it's for those who aren't aware, end up being like lame is. Like for those who don't know, like Cats is like one of the most beloved and successful and celebrated musicals of all time. I've never seen it. I don't really know anything about it. I just know it involves cats of some regard. <laughs> and it's called Cats. Wow. Um, great, great, great deducing right there from Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not, but I, I don't, I got to admit, I don't mind a musical every now and then. And um, that's a cast that's going to bring people in. So I'm interested to see that. Um, speaking of Idris, um, we posted on Instagram for those following that uh, our first look of him as the villain for Hobbs and Shaw, the spin-off of the Fast and Furious franchise. Are you stoked for that movie, bro? Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, fucking pumped. Um, yeah, uh, I mean- It's literally just, the just, two just best from- parts of the Fast and Furious franchise in my mind. It's you're literally just cutting out all the fat. Like, I know a lot of like hardcore fans are like upset about like the attention getting driven away from cars lately, but I'm like, I'm cool with that, bro. Give me overly muscly dudes with overly cheesy punchlines and and just random EDM trap music in the background as they just do ridiculous bullshit. That's all I need. Well, and that, I'm stoked for that. That that and it's directed by um David Leach. Like yes. come on. Yes, yes, yes. And Idris Elba in any villain role, I'm fucking down for. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to say it it is statistically and mathematically impossible for this movie to be bad in my books. Mm. Um, (laughs) um, Speaking of movies that um, may surprise you or that you're hearing about, um, they've got a Tom and Jerry movie in development. And they've just announced a director, uh, Tim Story, um, known for yeah, not a Ride fan. Along. Um, he's he's done Ride Along. Apparently, he's had some work in. Dude, he directed Fantastic Four, the first two. Yeah, I was just, um, I, was yeah. Che- I was just double checking that. Yeah. So yeah. Um- also, he's been attached to films such as. That's that. It doesn't matter. That's all we. That's Wait, all we no, need I'm to know. Chris like, Columbus. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. no way he did Gremlins and Harry Potter. No, like, no, 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 no. Chris Columbus no. attached that. Yeah, on. that's that's all we need to know. Right yeah. along to uh, right, right along and the first two Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, not my uh, favorite um, track record, but if it's an animated film, like that can really bring out different elements of a director. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's live action. Yeah, it's not anim- it's, it's not animated. Yeah. Well, I assume the cat and mouse are animated within the live action film. Uh, oh well, yeah, they'll, they'll be like CG, yeah. but uh, it, it, I don't. I mean, like, I, I don't really care at this point it, because it, I haven't seen any footage. It does so. sound like a kids' film. It probably. It, I hope it doesn't go down the route of the Smurfs, 
which sounds like it could be. Uh, but um, I love Tom and Jerry growing up, man. So I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm I don't think it's going to be good based on what I'm yeah. So far. But it was it was slapstick, and like you know, slapstick doesn't really hold up when you're an adult. So I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be very good. That that is that is very true. Um, there's an Amy Whitehouse biopic in the works. Um, a what? Amy, Amy, sorry, Amy Winehouse. Sorry, not Whitehouse. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what? Whitehouse? Yeah, sorry, what? I, I misspoke. But- I'm, I'm tripping over myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Dude, that's wasn't her there evil already- twin. <laughs> well, I heard about it for the first time today. Um, Amy Trump. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but wasn't there already a, 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 an Oscar-nominated documentary about her life? Well, this is a, a, a biopic, so it'd be like a, a drama acted out sort of thing. They might take inspiration okay. from the doco, but okay, yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't really know much about Amy Winehouse. Like, was she interesting in her life? I don't really. Um, she she was beloved by all before her um, passing. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm it's, going it's through the to I'm, some I'm, more than others. I'm going through Wikipedia and just like under personal life, it's got. Uh, these subheadings relationships substance abuse and mental illness violence and legal difficulties paparazzi respiratory and other health problems wow okay yeah it's Um, it's 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 all the it's all the plot points you need of a good biopic so (laughs) someone's been waiting to make this it's sad it's sad to say but yeah she had all the telltale signs of a good biopic um on the bright side i guess that that's really insensitive, but yeah. Bro, can I just talk about something? It's technically not a movie, but I saw this the other day and I was just like, what the fuck is this piece of shit? I want to talk about some of the worst content I've ever seen in my life. There's a video going around of uh, Eminem performing the, the Venom song from the, from the hit movie at, um, for, as a part of Jimmy Kimmel. And um, it's at the Empire State Building. And I just want to be on record to say it is, what the fuck is it? What, I know, is, what the fuck is this piece of shit? Basically, he's not even performing the song. Like they're, like, they're like, we go now live. And it's not live. It's a pre-recorded thing. He's not even, like, he's lip syncing to it. But it's not a music video. And it's just a giant commercial for the Empire State Building as he walks around it. But then it's also sponsored by Google Pixel 3. So this is a, a song made for, to promote a movie, but, also, but it's being used to promote his album within a talk show to promote the Empire State Building as a tourist attraction that is also sponsored by a phone. What the fuck is this generation of entertainment come to? Like, I just want to say this out loud in public. I fucking hate it. And it's it's not even a good performance. Like, I, I'm a fan of Eminem, but this is a fucking shit video. I'm sorry, I'll move on. I can I can I can feel you resenting nah. me. But like <laughs> I'm, not, it, I'm not I'm not resenting you. It's just like there's like it's 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 just such a non starter. Like it's a it's, bu- like I'm watching the video now, like it looks like bullshit. Exactly. But, but like, I mean like, you look at the comments and it's like uh, greatest rap ever. This is the best thing of the scene. We are right. What are you talking about? This is possibly the worst video on YouTube. I don't, like, I'm exaggerating, but I don't. I don't disagree that he's 
like he's certainly one of the contenders probably for be- greatest rappers, rappers ever but oh, like for this sure. is this is um it's yeah the this, video. Is, this is like, not exciting what this is, is this not video like and he's just going around from like location location picking at different mics but it's clearly not a music video it's they're, they're pretending it's a live performance when it's not it's clearly an oh, well. ad within an ad within an ad within a sponsored content all right, let's Sorry. move on. <laughs> oh, and just one last thing. If you're watching on YouTube, which most people are, you have to watch an ad first before you see that. It's sponsored, 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 sponsored content. And, oh, I okay. didn't see an ad. I didn't see an oh, ad. Oh, you didn't? Okay, just, well, lucky uh, you. No. Oh, um, speaking of things that are shit. <laughs> um, wow. The only you're, you're Marvel news we have. The only things that are Marvel news this week is that Iron Fist was cancelled by Netflix. Is the first of the um of the Netflix series to be cancelled um that was Marvel related, even though it had it mm. broke Rotten Tomatoes records for most improved show. Um, I'm a bit bummed. I actually personally liked Iron Fist, but I'm aware most people don't. So, well, um, Matt, did we did we there. ever talk about did we ever talk about James Gunn moving over to DC? Yeah, I think we did last episode, right? I can't, I can't remember. Well, for those who don't know, um, he's directing Suicide Squad. I think two, we did. I, th- and, I think yeah. we did. Um, yeah. Pretty sure we did. Um, oh, actually, speaking of Marvel news, I don't think this is newsworthy, but many news outlets think it is. Chris Evans did his final um, day of shooting for Avengers 4, and he put out a heartfelt tweet thanking everyone for all the memories of all the years and, and everything as like a farewell. And people acted as if, this meant he was leaving or dying, um, which is kind of what most people assumed anyways. But it was his last day of shooting, and that film is like a commemoration film anyways. It's meant to celebrate well, yeah. the last 10 years. He, um, had, to, he had to clarify it. Um, he, like yeah. his original tweet said, officially wrapped on Avengers 4. It was an emotional day to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. Um, but he had to clarify it because a lot of people thought, you know, that um, that you know that's basically just sealing the deal for Captain America. Um, he said, he said, I know I did tweet something that made a lot of people think that it was in some way a spoiler, and I should clarify that regardless of how Avengers Four ends, I would have tweeted the exact same thing. That last day of filming really made really wasn't a very much emo- really was a very emotional day, and it was the culmination of almost ten years of filming and twenty two movies. This unbelievable tapestry, and you feel a lot more emotions than I than I think even I thought I'd feel. And I felt it was appropriate to share the gratitude. I know it had a ripple effect, but I'm neither confirming nor denying anything. Yeah, like, look, there has been on Reddit supposed leaks from the plot, which can which would go along with this, but you can't really confirm that. Also, um, there are many people saying uh, there's a description of the up of an Avengers yeah. four trailer that's been let's leaked. Not, let's not get into I don't that. Get that's into tabloid it bullshit. In case that's tabloid bullshit. I don't want to I'm get good. into it in case it's bullshit. Um, yeah. But it, for those interested, do look it up if you if you want to. It does sound cool. Um, ooh, sorry. I said there was like nothing with Marvel, but um, uh, and this shouldn't surprise anyone. Ryan Coogler is confirmed to direct Black Panther 2. This is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, that means, hands down, it's going to be amazing. Um, also, 
um, we got a wrap on um, probably on the new Spider-Man film, and it's rumored that a trailer will be attached to Into the Spider-Verse, which comes out in a few months. And I'm really stoked for Into the Spider-Verse. Like that animation style is really unique and cool. Yeah, I think I'm only stoked because of the animation style, but we'll see. I just hope it's not too childish, but I'm not getting that vibe so far. Um, something we I wanted to talk about last week, but we just didn't have the time to. Um, one of my most anticipated films of this year um, dropped a new trailer. It's called Bodied. It's about, it's uh, again, uh, speaking of Eminem, produced by him, but in a very small regard. It's mostly the love child of um, director Joseph Kahn, who is known mostly for his music videos of Taylor Swift. He's like her exclusive director, but he also did um, that movie Talk, which um, <laughs> oh boy, was a while ago, which was basically Jesus. motorbikes doing martial arts. It was it's it dog was, shit. It was very of its time. Like terrible. you couldn't make a movie it like was that. Terrible. Today. It was very like over the top and very. It was very early. Just 2000s. say just say bad. Just, just say bad. <laughs> but you know what? Like, almost every action film from the early two thousands is terrible. In hindsight, like the eighties and nineties hold up early two thousands. Like they just discovered CGI nah. and they're like, what insane. And they just had been inspired by the matrix. And everyone was like, what I mean, crazy bullshit can we do now? And I mean, there's still some good shit back then. I mean, like you had born, you had the first fast and furious, like there are they're, they're good action films. Are oh, there. No, there is an argument. There are good, but there was a lot like, mm. like a lot of them, like, like underworld would be considered a good one. And I, I wouldn't oh. call it a I wouldn't call it very good. <laughs> um, Don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so bodied. Yeah. So that film, it stars a lot of like real life battle rappers that I grew up watching over the last 10 years on YouTube. Um, Is this another one of those fucking stomp the yard kind of movies? No. Fuck that shit. It's very, in fact, okay. um, like, so this went, did really well at the Toronto Film Festival last year. Um, I almost flew to Melbourne to watch this movie. Now I'm starting to think maybe I did talk about it on the podcast. I don't think we did, though, so I'm going to power through it. Um, no major names attached other than, like, from, like, unless they're, like, from the niche communities. Like, and, um, yeah, it's it's really delves into, like, things about race relations and cultural appropriation and, like, free speech. Because it's kind of, like, in this, like, weird little rap battle world, it's, like, the one place where free speech is just, out the wind is, is like to the next level where it's like and like politically correct stuff is just doesn't exist like they're encouraged to be racist to each other in order to like make a punchline and stuff like there, there's a part in the trailer where um this white dude's he's like the main character he's like this like sheltered white privileged college boy who's like learning he's like he's like doing like a paper or something or i know he's trying to learn about the world and he gets into it and he battles this um, Korean dude who's played by a, a really successful rapper called Dumbfounded. And um, he has this line where he's like, just because you're Korean will never mean... Oh, no. It says something about Kim Jong-un. And he's like, doesn't mean you'll be ill's son, as in like Kim Jong-il's son. And then like, he's like, dude, you knew I was Korean. Like, that's, cultu that's culturally sensitive by battle rap standards that you actually call me by the right nationality. And it's like this whole look on like race and this exposure to this world. And it's crazy because apparently the Matt, UK has a film coming out you, with a similar topic now. Um, you're not really selling it for me. You know what? <laughs> it's hard to, and it's going to be a very niche thing because it's kind of like, yeah. 
Yeah. It's there are fight scenes, but the fights are with words. And um, a lot of the Easter eggs and cameos won't be noticed by people who aren't fans of it. Like, uh, it opens with, um, remember Scary Movie 3, how they had parodied, like, 8 Mile and stuff? Yeah, well, that, yeah. Well, that main guy is a rapper in real life called Dirt Nasty, and he's in this film, but he's doing an impersonation of a real-life battle rap host called Rex, Lush. Um, oh, fuck, fuck, what's oh, his name? I forget his, his real Rex. name. It's like, uh, yeah. I can't remember. It's Rex but he's, something. He's also really, he was very successful in Vine. And shit. But uh, yeah, anyways, I'm selling it bad. So Simon it's a movie Rex. that Simon I'm Rex. excited for. But what's blown me out is it got picked up by YouTube Red. So I have to get a fucking YouTube Red account if I'm watch watching oh, so shit. It's, so it's going to be terrible. Um, well, it's, <laughs> apparently it's getting a limited cinematic release, but I don't think it's been mm. released in Australia. No, uh, apparently, apparently uh, YouTube Red's... Um Apparently, Cobra Kai was really good on it. So um, yeah, well, YouTube they got Red, really good reviews. They want to step up and they want to be competing with with Netflix and stuff. Um, yeah. One more thing. Speaking of Netflix, um, I mentioned this briefly in um, the intro. Maybe it wasn't like the biggest talking point to to put there, but uh, a, a interesting thing came out from Netflix. Um, over eighty million users watched rom coms, um, especially. Like recently, and they're really finding a big success with rom coms. It's rom coms are on the rise now. Um, like with shows like All the Boys You Love, I Loved Before. I don't know. I don't watch that shit. <laughs> but, no, that's, um, that's, it's- that's interesting. It's interesting because um, Netflix Netflix really rarely um, release their their statistics. Yeah, um, they're very they're very well known for um, sort of not hiding it, but not you know not releasing that stuff publicly. So it's really interesting that um, rom-coms are on the rise, but I, I don't know what it could be. Um, uh, it might just be because because a lot of people watch Netflix on the couch or just, you know, on a, just just to chill. Uh, rom-coms are kind of like the easiest sort of genre to digest, I guess. I think um, also it could be a, uh, a reaction to the superhero blockbuster stuff. Like, usually the, if, if rom-coms do become the next big trend, like, trends tend to be like the opposite of 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 another like politics is very much like that like when someone really crazy gets in office the next person's usually a much quieter person or something yeah but and i don't think i don't think the superhero trend's going away anytime soon i don't I'm think sorry. so but it might be um a reaction to it like maybe that's what's could be generating interest people are looking for something different maybe and you know what's interesting us of- oh, sorry go on yeah yeah Oh, no, uh, I was going to say, speaking of um, Netflix, I, I, sorry, I was going to change the subject. So if you were going to talk uh, about this. I just want to say on the thing is I was just thinking today, actually, about how some people act as if like the superhero trend has never, like nothing's ever been this big before. But 80s, in the 80s, slasher horrors were just the same. They yeah, were so yeah. bankable. They drew so many people to theater and they had insane amount, amount of sequels. Like- you can, re- yeah, I think, I, I and do there, agree. Was that, there was a big quote from Spielberg a while back saying, like, he was like comparing the westerns and stuff. And it in was 2015, like, yeah. Yeah, like a much better comparison is slasher films. And slashers still exist, they're just nowhere as popular. Well, slashers are, I mean, you know, if this Halloween remake is anything to go by, then, you know, they're kind of sort of making a comeback because that, that's getting really good reviews. So, well, there definitely um, are other slashers <laughs> still being made. They're just not as big as, like, what they used to be. 
Well, we talked about it on the Get Out podcast. Um, I think a lot of people are wanting sort of more smarter intellectual horror movies like uh, like Get Out and A Quiet Place. Um, and that, that look- is a trend that's rising. You can even talk about like, yeah. It Follows. And, yeah, Hereditary. Uh, Hereditary, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's a few more of those sort of popping up now. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about, because we talked about Netflix, I started watching um, The Haunting of Hill House. Dude, you- everyone is hyped about that. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, is, it, is it living it's- up to the hype? <clears throat> yeah, I, I watched the first two episodes. Um, usually, usually with shows like this, I, I just watch the pilot, and if the pilot doesn't grab me, then, you know, see you later. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it's actually fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's created by Mike Flanagan, Flanagan, so he's a big name in horror um, right now. So he, he, um, he, did, he did Hush, he did uh, Ouija 2, the, the good one. Um, he did uh, Gerald's Game. Um, he's, he's done work. Like, he's, yeah. he's done some shit. So, um, yeah, but the series is good. It's based on a book. I, I believe, like, there's some older movies that, um, you know, that... that adapted the book um but the series is really good man like it's actually there are some really really scary elements um and it's a very it's an intimate story about a family a broken family pretty much but it's 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 good yeah i have a, I have a screenwriter friend who who loves horror and like um she says like the best horror thing that she's seen in years i'm like fuck okay yeah um, it's, it's good horror, stuff the last thing i've got written here is um News about Annabelle three. Um, the the Warrens are making a comeback for it. Yeah, Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga. Yeah, and they weren't really yeah. in the last two. They were just in the movie The no. Conjuring. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, is that enough to get you hyped for Annabelle three? Because I, I could not I give couldn't a care shit. less. Yeah, yeah I couldn't number care one less. and two. I like. Well, I guess. <laughs> The Nun was worse well, than those two, but those two were still pretty bad. And it's also like- One is, one is garbage. Two, two is not, not that bad. Two is slightly better, right? Yeah, it is better. It, it's directed by someone actually kind of good, though. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, I know, like, it's, it's weird that it got spin off in the first place, but it's so crazy. Like, they're pumping them out so quick. It's hard to believe we're going to have a trilogy already. Mm. A spin off yeah, trilogy already. And about a doll. Dude, like, this makes me think, does that mean we're getting a nun trilogy? Well, I mean, those Annabelle movies do well financially. I can't well, remember. Well, the nun if, did um, really well financially, um, which is oh, just well, there you go. sad to hear because it's fucking terrible. Well, um, so is Venom. Then it, yeah, Venom um, broke records. Um, mm. Biggest yeah, October we talk- release. Talked about it last um, week, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess it, that movie wasn't the end of the world, but uh, it wasn't the worst thing ever. But I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel like people, the average audience member, or, or if you lump them, genericize them, they're not really going for quality. They're going for an experience. And if they get the general vibe that they wanted to get, they're usually happy. Um, and what, that's the sort of mindset I'm in now. I've realized people, that's what people are going for now. But the, the, the people who aren't going for that is your everyday critic who usually just wants a headline. I feel. Um, that's the world we live in. But moving on, um, let's, we've got a few reviews to go through. Um, how about you start off with Bad Times at El Royale, then I'll do Boy Erased, and we'll close this off with Crazy Rich Asians, which we both saw. 
Yeah, so um, just before we get into those, um, I do want to say um, Bad Times at, 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 sorry, the, my review of Bad Times at the El Royale, um, that's going to be non-spoiler, and for you, Boy Arrays, that's going to be non-spoiler, um, and for Crazy Rich Asians, because we've both seen it, that's going to be a spoiler. So as usual, um, there's going to be a sound clip um, before Crazy Rich Asians, and that's when you know the spoilers are coming. Um so yeah, dude. Um, the bad times at the at the El Royale. Um, so this was a movie that I was actually kind of keen for. Um, I Same. actually saw it. Yeah, I saw it opening day. Um, only, you know, it's got an amazing cast, but the guy that directed it, Drew Goddard, um, he's directed Cabin in the Woods. He wrote uh The Martian. He uh, he he show ran the first season of Daredevil, which is our fucking standing television. Like that thing is just amazing um he's 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 definitely he's definitely a good you know a, a good solid person to have behind the camera um the movie um it, it's it's good it's a good movie it's not terrible it's not amazing it's um you know it, i'm gonna give my score here it's about a seven um okay. you know yeah. you you did tell me off mic you know a lot of people are comparing it to a tarantino movie um, and it kind of does go that way. It, mostly, mostly hateful eight, um, or, or Reservoir Dogs, something that kind of like takes place in one location, which isn't so bad. Is it monologue uh, heavy? Yes. No. Yes and no. Um, okay. Mostly towards the end. Yeah. Um, very. It's mostly driven by um, like flashbacks. Um, like a lot of the character development is via flashbacks because that's how we get to know the characters uh, because, you know, there are seven people in this motel and basically there's a mystery and it, it reminded me a lot of Clue, you know, Clue, the, yeah. uh, you know, who who killed this person in this room, you know, blah, blah. Um, so it reminded me a lot of that and that's the, dude, like that concept to me is awesome if you can execute it really well. Um, again, the cast is really amazing, man. Like the best thing about this movie is probably the acting. Um, the Jeff Bridges for sure, <laughs> like, dude, that guy, has still got it. Like he's he's such a he's such a watchable person, um, and he's just so genuine in this movie, man. Like I really, really, really love Jeff Bridges. But the standout of this movie isn't Jeff Bridges; it's um, Cynthia Erivo. So she plays Darlene Sweet, and she's a um, she's a singer. Um, and she, man, she's got an amazing performance in this movie. Like she's got, if that's her actually singing in the movie, like she's got an amazing voice. Um, she comes off as really, really someone that you kind of really want to root for that kind of gets stuck in the situation. Um, Dakota Johnson is good. Um, obviously she's from 50 shades of gray. She's a lot better than in this than 50 shades of gray. Um, she's, she's good. She's kind of like a badass character. She's, she's good. You know, she's nothing special. Uh, John Hamm is really good. Uh, he gets uh, a few moments to shine. Um, Chris Hemsworth is fantastic. Like he, is he, like he a comedic com character or n no? Well, a bit of both. He's mostly he's mostly a villain. Um, okay. He's mostly a villain, and like he plays a villain really well. Um, I I was really sort of surprised by him. So, um, really cool man, dude. <laughs> The first, the first character you see on screen is played by Nick Offerman. Oh snap! <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ron, Ron Swanson. Um, but him. he's not. Don't get too excited because he's not really oh. in the movie much. Yeah, but um, it is a good movie. Um, you know, I do like a good mystery movie. I don't think it pulls off 
um, the mystery quite well. Like the towards the end, it starts sort of dragging a little bit, um, and then it's kind of like, okay, get to the point, get to the point. And um, you know, for me, I'm not really a massive fan of flashbacks. Um, like if they do service the story well, like they do here, um, I start sort of like switching off a little bit. Um, sorry, if they, yeah, if they don't, um, sort of, sort of service the story well. Um, but they they like the flashbacks in this movie do service the story well. So, um, it, it's still it's still a bit of like a let's let's try and. Like, the plot feels like it slows down every time they go back, which is, you know, not great, but I get that you kind of do need to get some character development going and things like that, but, yeah, I don't know. Does it end um, up feeling like a TV show? Because that's, like, the problem with stuff like that, I feel like. No, no, it does, it, it, it's it's a satisfying movie. Um, it does, it, it is satisfying. Um, it's mm. just, it's just, um, you, you don't really expect it, and this is a, this is actually a good. It sounds like a good thing, but to me, it kind of came off as a negative. Maybe you don't expect it to go where it does. Um, right, okay. And and it kind of it kind of does end up being a little melodramatic towards the end. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not really not really feeling this. Um, but yeah, it, it is a good movie. Uh, it's a solid seven. You know, it's not it's not amazing or anything to sort of rave about. Um. But yeah, definitely check it out. It's written and directed by Drew Goddard, so yeah. Cool. Um, I definitely do want to check that one out. Um, it mm. it does have my attention. Do you think it's going to have much luck in the? Does it, does it look like an Oscar-y film to you or not? Nah? No, I don't think uh, so. No, it's just one of those fun, like like the Cabin in the Woods. Uh, it's just kind of like a fun sort of movie. Um, right. You know the the concept. The concept outweighs anything else, really. Right. Because um, when people talk about Tarantino and I see a cast like that, yeah. my mind sl- slightly no. looks in that direction. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. This guy's directing X-Force as well, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. If it gets made. <laughs> yeah, if it gets made. Um, all right. Well, m- moving on um, to Boy Erased. Uh, speaking of Oscars, this will definitely make an appearance of the Oscars in a few places. Uh, this movie's... Pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, so it's written for the screen, so it's adapted from a book. Um, directed and supporting acted in by jo- Joel Edgerton. Um, Blacktown represent, bitch. Is he from Blacktown? Dude, he's from Blacktown. He's from our fucking oh, council. Oh, shit. He's from yeah. my city. Yeah, my man. My boy. I had yeah. no idea. That's fucking what? great. Um, you had no idea, dude? You, like... I, knew, I just like, knew he was Aussie, and I knew he's I knew he's from New South Wales, but I didn't know yeah. he was like from my literal he's, hometown. Yeah, dude, he's from Blacktown, man. I'm like, every time he appears on screen, I'll like beat my chest like a fucking well, animal. I saw this movie with a Q and A from him, um, which was pretty fucking great, um, featuring um, Margaret from the at the movies critic show that used to be here. Um, Aussies will get that reference. Um, I, I he, don't. <laughs> you don't. You never watched at the movies? No. Nah. It's two old people reviewing films. Um, yeah, you're they're not the most prestigious it. film critics in like Australian history, probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't usually listen to Australian critics anyway. Yeah, well, we're Australian critics now, so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, oh, oh d- d- I know. For critics, we're we're kind of we're douchebags in front of microphones. That's for we sure. are douchebags. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Okay, so Boy Erased. This movie is pretty fucking great. Um, stars Lucas Hedges. Academy Award nominee, 
Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe, both Academy Award winners. This movie was like kind of definitely made to be an Oscar-y film, which usually means I might not like it much. Um, but I really like this. Um, it had really great pacing. Um, so, so it's about um, this kid um, who discovers that he's gay and pretty much the second he figures it out, he's outed to his parents. Watch Problem your spoilers. Is, um, no, no, no. It's, it's in the trailers. It's, this is, this is, happens like within the first. It's the concept of the film. Um, the, he, he's pretty much straight away. And his father, who is a, a priest, and a, um, they send him to a um, pray away the gay camp, a conversion camp. Um, and what's great about this movie, oh it starts with him going to the camp. And through flashbacks, you learn stuff like that. But yeah, this movie's about how him and all these kids are trying to survive it. And it's, um, it's pretty fucking terrible. But what's great about this film is this film could have easily been insanely depressing. But they managed to balance it out with a lot of stuff um, with great pacing and tone and even comedy in some parts. Like, they drive a bit of... I like to compare it to something like Black Klansman, where, like, the humor's driven out of the cluelessness of the other people. Like, sometimes the, the humor in Black Klansman was out of, like, the weird way that they would use racism. And in this film, it's kind of like these conversion therapists and stuff, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about or doing, and they're kind of just making shit up as they go. Um, but at the which is like kind of humorous, but on the other end, it just means they're torturing the kids even more. Um, and there are some really dark moments in this film, but there are some like really sweet and, and somber moments too. And it's really well balanced in that regard. Um, all the actors give great performances. Um, Lucas Hedges is, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. He was fucking great. And he was really authentic with his performance. Um, the, it was, it was yeah, it was really great. Um, Nicole Kidman, she had a really similar performance to like Lion, where she's sort of in the background for the first two thirds of the movie, and then the third act is really important and has a big monologue where she cries and stuff. And um, uh, Russell Crowe's character, um, Russell Crowe's in this. Yeah, so he plays the dad, and he's the priest. Um, yeah, and uh, he's. He sort of pops in and out, but he's kind of like the motivation behind the whole film. Because, like, while the mother, Nicole Kidman, is a bit more supportive and stuff, he's very strict and about religious views and stuff like that. But what's really great about this film, and the thing I like the most about it, is that it never feels preachy. It doesn't feel preachy in religious context. It doesn't feel like it's... Um, giving too much shit to the conversion camp. It's not trying to force feed you any ideas. Um, because what they do is, and which is like really commendable, is I feel every character, even when they're definitely in the wrong, you can understand where they're coming from. You see all sides of everyone's motivations and, and stuff. There's a lot of three-dimensional characters in this film. Like Every character seems to have two ways you can look at them. Um, so it's really great writing. Um, um, and it's, it's really well made. Admittedly, the, the, con- the, 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 the content of this film may not have connected me as hard as it would some other people, but I saw it in a sold-out theater um, that had the Q&A there, and like, there were people, obviously, who strongly connected this stuff, like cheering, and um, it, there were moments there was like I was seeing a Marvel movie in a packed theater where people would just be clapping along or, or laughing and stuff. 
Um, That's cool. Yeah. So it, it was it was a good film, man. And I think um, uh, it reminds me a lot of The Post <laughs> when I look at it on paper in the sense that you look at The Post like, oh, yeah, they want to win an Oscar. Because you just they just Whoa. line up so many things. And that's what they've done with this. But, like, the difference between this and The Post is that, like, The Post had a lot of parts was kind of just dragged out for me. But this, like, I was hooked from start to finish. Um, and everything they attempt, I feel. So... I think... I think for me, um, like, the, the post for me isn't really an Oscar. I mean, like, you know, I don't think Spielberg made it just to win an Oscar. I think, like, it... it I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually am a strong fucking defender oh, for well, that movie. No, when I say the um, thing, I mean, like, you look at the cast, you look at the I know, director. I know, I know. It's got I, all look, the boxes ticked. What I'm, what I'm saying is, like, I think it, it sounds a little to me like Moonlight. Um, and Moonlight, to me, was a bit, a bit too preachy, a bit too Oscar. Like, let's, let's, let's win an Oscar, guys. Let's, let's do this. Like, you know what I mean? I don't- so, Moonlight, for me- I personally didn't connect very well to it. Neither did I. I did. I did like how it ended, and I think. But for me, like my favorite part about the movie is is Marshall Ali, and like once he leaves, and like after the first act, it's like I had trouble connecting to that film, to be honest. Yeah, um, me too. But yeah. this film is it's nothing like Moonlight, like in every sense, the tone, the pacing, the 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 way they do it all. I like this more than Moonlight. I don't know if the Oscars will, but um, it's actually it's it's a pretty good film. I, I've got to say. Um, there is some really dark moments, though, I have to say. Um, but, again, they balance it out. Um, the other thing, yeah, they, they do touch on a lot of, like, uh, topics that are relevant right now, such as um, college campus abuse. And um, this film clearly, at the end, they even have a message to the part, like, they... They want to start a conversation about these pray away the gay camps and how they're not ethical and they kind of want them to go. Apparently, there's about, I think I said 70,000 or 700,000, something with seven in it and thousands in it <laughs> in America. And apparently, wow. there's still a couple. I think there's like three or four or something in Australia still. Um, but yeah, good film. I like it. I give it, um, I'm going to give it an eight. But I can see why people would want to give it a nine, and I pretty much never give tens, so that's a that's a good review for me. An eight, yeah, cool. I dug it. Um, before we move on to Crazy Rich Asians, um, I just realized possibly the biggest news that we never talked about: Aladdin. Oh shit, man! Yeah, we got to re-record the whole podcast. <laughs> Let's rewind, dude. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so psyched for that movie, dude! Man. How like, good's that teaser trailer? The teaser trailer, dude! Like the music. As soon as I heard the music, like the first, <laughs> the first chords, man, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a kid again. Um, it's interesting, man, because Guy Ritchie's directing it, and Guy Ritchie talked about like why he thought he was the best person to direct it is because, and it makes sense because like he talks about how most of his movies, um, which you know, if you haven't seen Lock, Stock, and Two Spoken Barrels or or Snatch. Um, a lot of his movies about are about like sort of the street and like growing up on the street and you know like being kind of like right. a, a hoodlum. Like you know that, that makes is Aladdin, perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, like um, the visuals in it look outstanding. I'm I'm just so stoked. Like that that trailer. It doesn't show anything. Well, it does, but um, it it, it just it got me so fucking rock hard. <laughs> it, it doesn't show you anything that. 
overly matters, but it does give you a sense of tone, a sense of like what to it. It gives you a feeling, and I like that feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the genie's going to be played by Will Smith, right? Correct. Is that right? Yeah, like, yep. I'm seeing people, like, they're like, no one can replace uh, Robin Williams. It's like, what? So do you want them to not make the movie? Like, I think Will Smith yeah. is a fucking uh, great person to play this. I hate when play- people say that, man. I, I like, like, I just, I hate when people say, oh, no one can replace this person. Well, they're not trying to. Like, they're not, also, it's they're like, not trying to gonna, replace this person. It's like, are you just going to pretend that Warner Brothers Movie World or, like, all these theme parks, no one else is playing the genie right now? Or fucking, yeah. sorry, sorry, Disneyland, not Warner Brothers Movie World. What am I talking about? Disneyland, Disney, Disney World. Is no one playing the genie right now? Like, People play the fucking genie. They, they made cartoons on Aladdin, Matt, and I'm Matt, pretty sure all of didn't do that. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Calm down. I can hear yeah. you breathing very hard over there. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, man. Will like, Smith's that, a good cast. Yeah, for sure. And, like, those that previous movies exist. Like, you can go and watch, like, Robin Williams' like, version of it. Um, but, I mean, it's a timeless tale. Like, even before Disney acquired the rights, like, it was it was a, a book. Like, it was like a tale, you know? Um, yeah. And it's and it's it's a, it's very timeless. So obviously it's gonna it's gonna survive time, man. Like it's going to be told and retold. Um, and so. the most important thing is is that when they release this movie, they need to release a HD remaster of the Aladdin video game from Sega Mega Drive and Super Nintendo because that shit was the fucking bomb. Sorry, I fell asleep. Have you not played it? It's one of the no. most like greatest animated no. games of that ge- that 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 time. It's so great. It's it's legitimately great. Anyways, so crazy rich Asians. Let's move on to crazy rich Asians. I can't afford this. So your family is rich. We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. I want money. One point two million. That's what I want. The Nick you're dating is Nick Young. Yeah, you guys know them or something? Hell's yeah. They're just the biggest developers in all of Singapore. That's what I'm Damn, Rachel. It's like the Asian bachelor. These people aren't just rich, they're crazy rich. Now you really should have told me that you're like the Prince William of Asia. That's ridiculous. Much more of a Harry. <laughs> Mom, this is Rachel Chu. She just thinks you're some like unrefined banana. No, no, no. Uh, those are for your fingers. Yellow on the outside or white on the inside. Crazy rich Asians. What did you think? Um, it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't terrible either. It takes it takes a lot to get me in to watch a, a romance movie, especially a rom com. Um, I only have ever liked three romantic comedies uh, or romance movies in my life, and those are La La Land, um, the theory of the theory of everything. I love that movie, and another movie called About Time. Like that movie is outstanding. So two of those three films: one's a biopic, one's a musical. What's the third one? Is it like a rom-com or something? Or is it just straight up romance? It's a, it's romance? Stra- straight up romance. But like, okay, I mean, all three of those movies are romance. Like, the, yeah. there's like, you know, it's and it's not like that they, they have romantic elements in them. Like, they are straight up romances. Like, yeah, La La Land, yeah. you can't tell me isn't a, isn't a romance. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does take me a lot to go see a romance because like, it's just not my genre. If there is, uh, anytime someone asks me, what's your worst, like, what's your worst genre? I'm always like, yeah, it's fucking romance. Like, I would... I, I would honestly watch a foreign film a foreign film over a romance like you know what I mean I just I can't like yeah wow. it's just romance romance movies like there's just nothing really that 
moving about them to Is me. It's going to get don't... really sad. We're going to learn things about you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you need I a just... hug? No, no, no. I just, I just thought, yeah, romance. It's just not my genre. But um, I, I thought I had to kind of see this just because it's, it's kind of becoming like a, a cultural phenomenon, like a bit like Black Panther, but not as sort of big. Um, and you know the, the, the reviews for this are crazy. I'm pretty sure it's sitting at ninety plus on Rotten Tomatoes, which is crazy. Um, just, just to give you an idea of how big it is, I saw it last week. The film came out like a month ago, maybe. And my theater was packed. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is a thing, man. Like it's a, it's a thing. And like you know, th- there's a there's a range of factors for that too, though. We actually, um, we actually live in a in an area where um, there are there are actually uh, widespread. You know, there's a lot of Asians in our area. Did you know that? Like, it's, yeah, um, they, they Australia do, they do- is known for having a. It maybe maybe not be known internationally, but we have a really big Chinese community. Yeah, yeah. But I mean like not only Chinese, like Filipino Filipinos, like it's it's a thing, man. Like um and and in our areas, because we're not too far apart, they do deliberately target um, you know, I I actually do know this as a fact. Like they do target deliberately deliberately like target demographic demographic areas that have a high sort of amount of, you know, though like that there's nothing wrong with that. That's good marketing. Like, no, that's, no, that's no. It it's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like that's why probably at like nine thirty at night, you know, you had like a packed out cinema or some shit yeah. like that. But like, um, but look, back to this movie. Um, yeah, this was this was a big thing. Um, it was a really big budget. Um, a big budget Asian led movie, which is really unique. Um, you know, you don't really get that pretty often. And it's directed by John M. Chu. So John M. Chu, um, I thought it was kind of interesting because he. <laughs> One of the first movies that sort of came out when I started working back at Hoyts when I was 16 years old was the Justin Bieber movie Never Say Never. <laughs> and he directed that movie. Um, and then, like, he directed fucking G.I. Joe Retaliation, which I dig, man. I love that movie. Like, it's fun as shit, man. It's with a rock and, you know, Channing Tatum for a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, that movie's fun as shit. Um, so... Um, I thought this movie was okay. Like it, it did sort of take a while to get to the heavier stuff. Um, like it's a, it's all about, um, it's all about f- the importance of family and choosing between tradition and you know doing what you want for yourself. Um, there, there are, there are sort of like these massive, massive themes. And but I, I thought it was sort of let down a little bit by, um. <sighs> Like corny stuff in between, um, I just wasn't really a fan of, and like there was a lot of, a lot of the jokes just didn't land. I don't know if that's you know, um, I just I just didn't really it didn't really sort of connect with me. The characters themselves didn't connect with me, um, but that's just me, um, you know, like I, I do like the I do like what they touch on about you know feeling like an outcast and. Um, things like that, but again, they just they just take a, w- a while to get to. Like those those really don't really show themselves until sort of the last half of the movie. Um, like they do plant the seeds for it at the first half, but I think the first half kind of really was like, um, let's see how rich and affluent this family is, and how I'm sort of like a fish out of water sort of situation. Like you know what I mean? Like the 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 big stuff doesn't really come into it towards the end. And by that point, I'd started losing a little bit of interest. Um, 
you know, th- there are there are funny moments, um, but I thought a, a, a lot of it felt a little forced. Um, I don't know. Um, it was it was okay. It was fine. Um, it's worth checking out. Um, I don't think it's as it, it's as good as everyone is saying. I'm sorry. Um, I, I think a lot of people are sort of hyping this up because of its cultural relevance, and that might be sort of like a Black Panther effect. Uh, but I thought you know Black Panther was fucking fantastic. But that's another thing. Um, yeah, it was okay. Um, as a fan of uh, as as someone who's not a fan of romance, um, you know, it's it's worth it's it's worth checking out. What about ten? Um, probably a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your main criticism wasn't as big of a problem for me, but I did notice those themes. They didn't really make a prominent effect till later on. Um, what I like about this film is, um, I felt overall it was pretty tight. Like the scenes were pretty. They they really managed to move the plot along. Um, pretty pretty well they kept me interested enough um with stuff i just really liked um actually one this is a weird compliment to give a film but i i think it deserves it <laughs> this movie is basically a giant um travel ad like basically especially the that's, first that's not a good thing though no no but it's incorporated so well into the script that i'm okay with it because it doesn't feel like it's um product placement which is fucking with me and shit. You're allowed to say the name of the location on screen. Sure, there's a lot of big opening sh- crazy shots and stuff, but this film is really it's 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 like it's fantasy porn. Like no, no, it's fi- it's the it's fulfilling that fantasy of being rich and stuff like that, which I know like there's a huge market out for that. Like my mom loves watching like the real housewives and stuff she's like i just wonder what those rich families are like and i'm like mom (laughs) that is not how they are like like they have in their schedule we are filming from from 10 to 2 and do you think it's just a coincidence they just happen to have cameras there she'd be like oh well maybe some of it's real like mom no i just like seeing what their lives are like. like do you think anyone has this much drama in their life when they have nothing to do but sit around and drink wine but and if there was this much drama, they wouldn't be coming back for future seasons because they wouldn't be friends anymore. But regardless, there is an audience for stuff like that. And I can respect that. In fact, um, that wedding scene, like, was one of the most fucking beautiful things I've seen yeah, on cinema it's a in a while. Standout and scene, yeah. What's fucking crazy, I go to my friend um, who's very in deep with that sort of cultural stuff, and I'm like, is that what their wedding's like? Do they put all the water and stuff? Or is that just crazy rich bullshit? And she's like, that's crazy rich bullshit. But, and then she told me this, that she, she, she read or something. It's like, apparently in the film, they actually toned down on some of the crazy rich stuff that they have over there because they thought it wouldn't be believable. And I'm like, well, it's a movie. <laughs> You're meant I wonder to go if it was crazy. in the book. Because it's based and, on the book. Yeah. Um, and apparently that end credits scene is sort of hyping up the uh, the sequel because the book is a sequel that's based on those other characters, which was about the, uh, the, the couple that was breaking up. Spoilers, I guess. Um, but yeah, actually, and that was actually probably my biggest criticism is the subplots between other characters I felt took away from the main plot, um, which 
isn't a bad thing. It's just when I see that stuff, it just makes me feel like I'm watching a TV show. But at the same time, I understand that the audience for this type of film sometimes likes that stuff. It's just maybe not for me. Um, but what I did like is I did like the, cu- the main cast. Some of the supporting actors, I'm not sure about. Um, but the main cast is great. Um, that dude, um, uh, whose name is that I'm just pulling up now, uh, Henry Golding. Holy shit, dude. I, I remember looking at like, okay, first of all, the writers found every possible scenario to get his shirt off. Oh yeah. <laughs> like and that's his, every scene, he's spilling something in his shirt and has to change or something. He's always got his shirt off, but I'm just looking at him like, fuck, how is he not in a Marvel movie yet? Like he looks like a superhero. Like I'm, and I'm calling it right now. Within the next five years, there will be an announcement that he'll be a Marvel superhero. I don't know who. Maybe they have to, like, race change somebody or racial swap someone. I don't know. But he just looks like a Marvel superhero. And if he doesn't get him, DC will get him. Because, damn. Uh- <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't like Constance Wu as Rachel. Did I you? just No. I just, I don't know. She didn't come off as genuine. And I just. I didn't buy what she was selling. I, um, I, I liked her, but what threw me off with her is that I'm used to seeing her as the mum in um, Fresh Off the Boat. And wait, so are I had talk- trouble- are, Wait, are you talking about- You're talking about Constant Rachel, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. So I'm talking Rachel Chu. So who'd you say? No, no. Sorry. That's Yeah, we're talking about the same person. Yeah, I was yeah, like- sorry, How's yeah, she, she, how, how's she mum? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got I'm to be open. Yeah, yeah. Because she's in Fresh Off the Boat, isn't she? Oh. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. I don't know what yeah. that is. Um. I don't know, and that kind of got my way, but I, I did like her overall. Like, I did find myself rooting for her, which is, like, what you got to do. The only thing is, like, the way that she sort of summed up all her problems in, like, the third act felt a little rushed to me, and I didn't kind of buy that. Like, how did she win over the mum's approval? All she did was wear a dress that she didn't own and then beat her in a board game. And yeah. I think that was it. Like, like... I was like, okay, but like, I get the sentiment and that's cool. Um, so uh, what I, I liked about this film, which um, was very like Black Panther, is like, you know, on Black Panther, they just happen to have so many African American actors in there that you're just like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. This film had that with like Asians. Like, um, uh, I, did, like I didn't know Ken Jong was going to be in this film. And yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah, my boy. And then we saw Jimmy O. It was Yang. actually funny. I was like, yeah, and when I saw Jimmy O. Yang, who I love in Silicon Valley, I was like, yeah, I, I get so stoked when he came on screen. Dude, I think, I think Michelle Yeoh gives the best performance in this, but like, she's she's been in yeah. heaps of shit. Like, she's um, you, you know, she was in she was in a Bond film, Tomorrow Never Dies. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy for a little bit. She was one of the original um, mm-hmm. Guardians with Sylvester Stallone. She's been um, she was in you know, Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Mummy. Um, she's been in some shit. Well, man. my favorite person in this film was Aquafina, which uh, by the way, yeah, I'm terrible good. name. But like but like yeah, like her like crazy New York actually uh one of my favorite punchlines was uh when Ken Jong called her um was it like Asian Ellen or something? Yeah that was funny. <laughs> that, that was funny. That, that, that got a good crack at me. But I thought she in general was pretty funny. Really? Um, I don't know. I don't know no. I, I I liked it. I liked her. She was my okay. favorite character I think. Um, to be honest, even though like she wasn't majorly important to the plot or anything. Um, but yeah, um, this movie had a lot of spectacle for, for a rom-com like with like, oh, look at this crazy rich bullshit and all this stuff, which is kind of like the equivalent of CGI in a blockbuster. 
Um, which is, I guess, is kind of cool. Um, look, and at the end of the day, like, I was trying to think about what to rate this film, and I was, I was kind of torn a little bit because I did enjoy this movie a lot. I, all my criticisms for it aren't major ones. And, but at the same time, I'm aware of my bias, and this is not my typical genre that I'm into. But, and then at the end of the day, it's like, well, I've got to compare it to, like, I've got to think, like, is this well made for what it is? And it really is. And when I think of, like, a movie of, like, when I think of a movie like Moana, for example, where it's like, I've seen all this before done by Disney, but it's done so well, I've got to really commend that. And so I think this movie for me is like, it's like a seven and a half. It's like a, it's either a heavy seven or a light eight. Um, I'm going to say eight for me. Yeah. Yeah. So Boy Raised and Crazy Rich Asians for me are both eights. Yeah, it's funny because we, we, we gave the same score for both of our movies. Ah, uh, we did too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you have anything else to say on Crazy Rich Asians? Um, not really. Um, other than, you know, it, it's, it's fine. Um, I thought it might, might have been a little bit overhyped, but um, yeah. Oh, what I want to say is I do understand the hype. Because, again, like, like, like Black Panther and stuff, it's the first time we've ever seen a movie or an English film with this many of this nationality. But it's also, I think it's a tight script. Um, I don't think it's a perfect script by far. I think it could use some extra work, but um, it kept me interested and it, like, all, everything it aimed to do, it was successful at. I laughed at most of the jokes. I've seen less funny films this year, for sure. Um, and I've seen... Yeah, and I'm going to say it's probably... Yeah, it's definitely the best chick flick I've seen this year. Like, I liked it more than Spy Dumped Me. And I liked it more than I Feel Pretty. So yeah, like, with all things considered, yeah. I think it does... I get the hype, it's just not the type of I'll, film um... that I would be hyped about. I'll reserve my judgment for best chick flick when I go see A Star Is Born next week. Well, actually, speaking of which, um, I just read a review on Facebook of someone who was angry at the film because it doesn't have trigger warnings. I don't oh, know what that means. Fuck off. Delete that I'm, person. I'm, I'm interested now. Um, but yes. that film's got a lot of hype, and yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, anyways... Wrapping up today's episode, Midnight Double Feature. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Libsyn. I'm not even sure what that is. It's, I think that's how we put out our recordings. I don't wow. know. Um, who, hired, who hired you? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's, whoever he is, you must be a fucking idiot. Am I right, Zayn? Uh, I know. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, you can join us if you want to hang out with us, have a little bit of fun. We are on the After Party. It is a Facebook group page where we post memes, jokes. Not that kind of fun, though. News. Not, no, maybe if you play <laughs> your cards right. Um, and please, uh. if you like us, holler at your boys. Um, find, uh, you can email us at midnightdoublefeature at gmail.com. I want to say, is that right? Let's say it's right. That's um, right. Or you can just inbox us on our many accounts. And please give us a review on iTunes. Make sure it's a five-star review. I don't want that two-star bullshit. Oh, well, great. Now they're going to give- your house, son. 
I'll now they're going to give us two stars. So <laughs> like, yeah, great, Matt. Yep, you fucked us. Yeah, Cheers, well bro. done, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, nah. But anyways, um, we've had a lot of fun. Hope you guys had fun too. We will see you next week and coming up very soon on Midnight Spooky Feature. Um, we will be covering another horror film. Do we know which one that is yet? I, I do. Um, <laughs> do you want to keep that a secret for now? We're in the middle of confirming it, but I think it's confirmed. Um, yeah, fuck it. It's going to be a quiet, a quiet place. Um, Such directed a by great John Krasinski. Movie, right? So good, dude. So good. Is that this year that came out? Yeah, like a yeah. like couple, couple months ago. It's probably one of the quickest we've, uh, most recent films we've done a f- feature presentation on. That's yeah, how good that's, it is. We can't yeah. wait to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, Matt, that's Zoheb. <laughs> Laters. Later. Good, goodbye. I, I am saying goodbye. <laughs> Bye.